Blog Talk Radio. Well, hey everybody, this is Dawn Scott Damon, and you are listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood, where women helping women live a full, fierce, and free life. I'm so glad that you're with us today, and I got the sisterhood with me. Yeah, that's me. That's you. That's Wanda today, and we have a really special guest today, which we're going to introduce in just a moment. So, um, but it's at the top of the year. Welcome back. It's like our first live podcast of the year. I know, yeah. Well, I, you know, every year I like to take some time to go away and to plan my year. You know, um, we I put my plan together, and um, then you know God does what He's going to do. But the Bible says that He'll bless our plans. So I want to make sure that I'm at least being obedient and thinking about the plan and the goals and the things that God's put in my heart. So I got my list. You really you know? need to do that too. I mean, you know, you're especially when you're so involved in so many things to kind of focus those things that really are your passion and right. Uh, and I mean, not just done and the things that God puts in your heart. Yeah, right. You know? And all of us, if we're not intentional about the things that um, we're believing for and want to see, you know, we don't accidentally show up at success. It is a direction that we choose and we plan, and and so. Um, but today, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We have a guest that's going to be joining us here in just a moment, and I'm really excited about Michelle Steffes, who will Yay. be joining us. And uh, her recent book is called "Your Journey to Greatness." through routine. And isn't that exactly what we're talking about? Um, let me tell you a little bit about it, Michelle. What well, were you going to say? Right out of that, yeah. what a fabulous book it is. Right? <clears throat> I've actually utilized <laughs> this information and this guest many times. Yes. And, um, we love her in the Bay Area, so in California. So yeah, um, the stuff she says, it's it, mind-blowing at how, like, well, she knows her stuff. Yes, like, she does. A lot about and all of yes. studying this stuff. The neuroscience. Neuroscience and the brain and all that. I mean, I'm excited for our listeners to hear that because I don't think so many people understand mm-hmm. the power of the word and how God put us together. So I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but let me just tell you a little bit about her. She is a speaker. As you mentioned, she's a corporate trainer and a coach. Michelle Steffes has over 20 years of experience as a leader and a director and a yeah. team builder and a business builder. And she's completed, like you just said, hours and hours, over 10,000 hours in study on this neuroscience and psychology and and human behavior. So she's got you figured out. (laughs) She's got your number. Yeah, but she empowers so much by utilizing cognitive methods and and helping to accelerate growth and increase and performance and just so many amazing things. She's been featured in magazine articles. And she is the founder and CEO of IPV Consulting, and she'll tell us more about that group coaching and the creator of the 5 and 5 Performance Coaching Program, all of that. Let's give a big sisterhood welcome to our guest today, Michelle Steffen. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it, and it's a joy to be with both of you amazing ladies. Well, thank you. We've been excited to have you on, and I just want to get right to it. Tell us about your book, The Journey to Greatness, and why did you write this book? Well, I appreciate you asking. This book has been really a lifetime's work 
And it comes from, you know, going through the, the dips and the valleys that life can bring to us, but learning that it really is about routine. You know, it's the things that you do every day that make the biggest difference, not so much the great big feats that, you know, some people think, hey, when my ship comes in, then life will be good, right? Right. Well, it's more about what you do every day that makes the, big, the difference. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. Like the power of your successful future is found in your daily routine, right? In your bed in the morning. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yes. And and so um, it was just kind of how did you get into this work? How did you tap this secret of daily routine? Have you always been interested in these things? Well, I have in terms of, you know, being in leadership for so long and working with so many different individuals and, you know, sometimes my office was, you know, more of a, a counseling office than it was a work office, you know, just working with people and trying to understand, you know, not only what made them tick, but really to help them to get to the root of their their own hurts and pains and, and deal with it at a level that could bring them victory, you know, mm -hmm. um, but having my own experience and some downfalls in life, some things that hit me between the eyes that I didn't see coming. And um, you know what, having to make some really serious decisions about what I do every second of the day and how it builds those neural networks and how it alters mm -hmm. my physiology or my body chemistry. And uh, just getting very involved in those studies and then putting it into not only my own practice, but into this book. Yes. Um, and I'm so thankful that you did that because I don't think a lot of people understand that you really have to become a student of yourself, don't you? You have to learn about yes. those things. Very well said. Yes, we need to be a student of ourselves. And it's so crazy to think that you can come out of school and you're all set for the rest of your life. That's just not even practical. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I have, uh, know one lady, she said when she graduated from college, she said, that's it, I'm done learning. And she said, that's the probably the stupidest thing I ever said. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we're just beginning. And uh, but, yes. It takes time to, um, and it, it takes an intentional, I would even say maybe an ongoing habit of being willing to think about what you're thinking about, mm -hmm. to think about how you function, um, to, to learn your habits, and, and what habits serve you well and what ones don't. And Definitely. how many people are, are willing to do that? What, talk to me a little bit about that personal development. Absolutely. You said it very, very well, uh, Pastor Don, so I appreciate you saying it the way that you did. We need to really assess ourselves and take a look at our patterns, you know, because if we just, you know, as Henry Ford said it, if we always do what we've always done, you know the rest of it, right? <laughs> We're going to always get. Oh, yeah. Well <laughs> yes. So we have to really take a good, hard, honest look at what you do the second you open your eyes to you close your eyes at night because every thought you have, every intention, every word you speak, every attitude that you convey is creating your future, your destiny. Now this is backed not only scientifically but biblically, as we know, you know, the word of God in Philippians says, think on things that are good and pure and noble and lovely and of good report. Mm -hmm. And in Proverbs in 28, Proverbs 28, mm -hmm. it says, as a man thinks, so is he. Right. So, you know, we can back the science up with the word and the word with the science. Yeah. And when we begin to, you know, apply 
all these principles in a way that can recreate how we're wired, that's when we can get the victory. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can get into the neuroscience right now, or we can do that later. It's totally up to you. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead since you're on the roll, because I just, this brings tears to my eyes, too, and Wanda, feel free to jump in, but um, it's so powerful, Michelle, and there's so few people that are, are understanding it, or they dismiss it because they don't think it is biblical. And, you know, our God who created us in Psalm 139, and, you know, David even says, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made i'm intricately made talk about that neuroscience talk about this power that god equipped us with absolutely i'd love to this is where my heart beats because this is when change can happen it's when we really understand you know god wired us to win (laughs) you know he wired us to win and um so you know i like to parallel the neuroplasticity which i'm about to share with you with uh, this, the seed and the sower, and we're familiar with the seed and the sower, right, mm-hmm. out of Matthew, yeah. and it's actually in the other Gospels as well. Yeah. Um, so the seed that is sown on shallow ground or rocky ground dries up immediately. The seed that is sown in thorny or weeds is choked out and from the cares of this world and the worries of this life. And then the seed that is sown in a good ground can multiply it to a hundredfold. So let me explain how that parallels this neuroplasticity. Okay, yeah. So when you think a thought, okay, Mm -hmm. you're going to create what's called a neural pathway or begins as a dendrite. Now, you're born with a hundred billion neurons in your brain. And each time you think a thought, the job of those neurons is to fire off electromagnetic energy at 400 billion actions per second. And as you're thinking those thoughts and it's firing off this electricity, it is creating a growth that's made out of proteins, pinkish brown in color. Again, it begins as a dendrite. It grows out into an axon or a neural pathway. But you're never just growing one neural pathway. You're growing multiples. So you're growing networks of these neural pathways. And these networks now are are what's making you to be you and how you think and process. You have neural networks for every piece of your life. So you have a neural network for driving that you have grown. You have a neural network for your morning routine, your evening routine, maybe how you parent, maybe how you do your job. You have these networks, even for studying the Word of God, you have a network you've created. And Mm -hmm. if you didn't create these networks, you would have to have a brain as big as a barn to hold it all. (laughs) So God gave us I've met those people, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. So you you have these networks to help you maintain the information that you have grown and, you know, over time, a thousand trillion synaptic connections have been formed in your mind, right? Now, the the thing to remember about this is that whether you're thinking good thoughts or bad thoughts, you're creating these neural pathways and these neural networks. It doesn't make it, your brain does not decipher the difference. Mm-hmm. So what did Jesus say? He said, take every thought captive under the obedience. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that we're taking every thought captive because if we don't, then we're going to be susceptible to grow those nasty networks that then become the voices in our heads 
that are, are leading us down the wrong pathways. Yeah, okay. so would, are these um, are these ha habits as well? Would you call them the, the, these bad habits and good habits? That's how they form through these dendrites and these pathways. Most definitely, all of the habits that we have, and everybody has a routine, whether they want to admit it or not. I mean, people say, ah, "I don't, I don't like routine. I don't do routine." No, yes, you do. You have a routine. Yeah. You're just not really writing it down and realizing what it is. <laughs> so, um, right. Definitely. Yeah, those are those habits. So, you know, when it's going back to the seed and the sower, um, there's something called neural pruning, which is part of neuroplasticity. And when you stop thinking a thought and begin replacing it with a new thought, and I like to call it exchange therapy, Mm -hmm. um, then basically the old one falls off and then the new one can grow because your neurons only hold so many connections, okay? Right. So a good example of that would be algebra. You know, when I, when I was younger, I knew algebra. Now if you ask me to do an algebra problem, you know, I couldn't do one to save my life because <laughs> I just don't do that anymore, so mm -hmm. I lost right. that neural pathway. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, it was pruned away. So it was is, it like, is it like a so muscle in that you would keep kind of exercising it and growing it? Yeah, you could you could describe it that way, certainly. I mean, use it or lose it, okay. you know, yeah, um, that's and, and that's true of muscles as well as neural pathways. And in fact, the more that you exercise a certain neural pathway, the bigger and deeper it grows. Mm -hmm. And so that explains why depression happens. You know, um, and so, uh, again, I'm going to go back to the seed and the sower again. So when you start thinking a new thought, you grow a dendrite, which is a brand new thought. If you don't act on it in 48 hours, it turns into hot air. So that's that stone on rocky ground. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if, if you grow a new neural pathway or a set of neural pathways growing into a network, and then all of a sudden the cares of this world and the worries of this life come in, they choke it out and then they unwire, okay? And then you go ahead and you rewire the old habits and patterns again, okay? Yeah. And if you then grow a good thought or a good pathway or network and you keep working on it and keep meditating on God's word day and night mm -hmm. when you rise up, when you lie down, when you go in, when you come out, mm -hmm. when you go by the way, as it's written in the Old Testament, yeah. then you get to keep it and multiply a hundredfold. That, that all fit together now? Yeah, it, it's just so powerful. And, you know, as you're explaining that, it's just amplifying um, the meaning of Scripture that is is buried like treasure all throughout the word of God that until we understand how it connects to the rest of life we miss a big portion of its meaning and so you just unpacked for us that scripture which completely describes how we're we're created and how we're wired amen yes yeah it doesn't I I've, I've just the more I've read the word and studied science the more I see it married together again and again and again in the scriptures I mean, why shouldn't it? I mean, God created us, right? Yeah. He created our brains. He created our hearts. He created, you know, how we process information. And then he told us what to do with that. He gave us the instruction manual. Right. Yes. And, and you know, in the Bible, in Romans, it says that that is the way that we are renewed. It says transform your life yes. by renewing your mind. Absolutely. And people might memorize that scripture, even know it, but there are often times they don't know how. Many people don't know how. When you're describing this, 
let's say we've got a negative neural pathway that's really strong and it needs to go away how do we break it how do we that's renew our mind great question it's not going to happen by accident great nope, question it's not and i'm glad that you asked that um it, it again i'm going to go back and say to you it, it's looking at the patterns in your life and studying and even really pulling yourself out of your own skin so that the emotions don't get involved. Yeah. <laughs> we can become attached and even defensive about the patterns that we've created. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what you do from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night. And I use in the first three chapters, I talk about my uh, power hour that I spend in the morning. You know, the first thing that I do when I get up is I give thanks. I mean, before yeah. my feet even hit the floor. Because gratitude is not only commanded by God, he says, give thanks, because this is the will of God concerning you. you yeah, know? that's right. Um, Amen. But gratitude is huge. You can't be thankful and angry at the same time. Right. You can't do it. Yeah, amen. So filling your heart with the word of God, filling your, your heart with gratitude, speaking the right things, thinking the right things. And creating for yourself new sets of routines, habits, and patterns that will actually literally rewire your brain and make those old pathways that are negative and defeating to go away and no longer take precedence in your life. Mm -hmm. They and, have to be... I'm sorry, I interrupt you, but they, they, they're not going to just go away. They have to be overridden. They have to be yes. erased. They have to be weakened. Correct. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And that goes back to what I said about extreme exchange therapy, because yeah. you can't, mm. if I say, don't think about red monkeys, I mean, that don't work. Right. Right. Just, right. Forget it. The brain doesn't but, know what to do with the word. Don't. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, but if you start meditating on what God wants you to be, you know, having a vision in front of you for your future, meditating on goals, meditating on who you believe God has called you to be, who you are in Christ, instead of all those ugly, nasty things that we tend to spend our time thinking about, mm -hmm. that is when you get the change and the transformation. Amen. And that's why I wrote the book, The Freedom Challenge, because I take our, our readers through it for 60 days. We, we work on cognitive reconstruction or exchange therapy, as you mm -hmm. call it. We're, we're doing what the Bible says, put on and put off. We're putting on the mm -hmm. new mind. We're taking off the old. Um, so I love, I, you, you touched on it briefly. I want to hear more about your morning routine. I have a morning routine I call my 606 Rise. It's six love things it. I do at 6 a.m. in the morning. But let's hear about your routine. What are some things, um, and I can already hear people say, I I don't have time in the morning. Um, uh, yeah. uh, right? <laughs> None of us have time in the morning. Right. It, no. You make the time. But talk to us about your morning routine, uh, your hour yeah. of power. Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, so I'm first going to address the time factor because I think that's huge, um, and I'm glad that you did bring that up. Um, you will make time for the things that are important to you. So I want to start off by that's saying right. that if, let's say, for example, your son or your daughter or your mom or your dad got into a situation where you had to go and take care of them at 3 o'clock in the morning, maybe medicating them or, or doing something to save their life, would you do it? Would you find a way? Of course. Of course. Everybody would say, yeah, of course I would. Yeah, no, no question, right? Sure. You have to make yourself that important. If this, if you really want change, if you truly, mm -hmm. seriously want change, mm -hmm. you have to be as important as that situation, okay? 
Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing is you can create that time space, and the key is to create it. It's not just going to fit in. So if you just try to squeeze in, you know, a power hour, you know, when it you feel like it or when it might work out, that's never going to happen. So for me, it was the morning power hour. I had to start getting up at 4.30 a.m. Instead yeah. of, you know, 5.36 o'clock, I made a decision to do that. Wow. Now, was it easy at first? No. I stood no. in the bathroom and argued with myself for at least 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I lost. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and it's taking the time to build those new neural networks, which incidentally takes about three to four weeks to grow a new neural network. Okay, so if you can't stick with it for three to four weeks, you're not going to see any results. Right. Mm, But then it takes three cycles of that to make it go into your subconscious where it becomes permanent. Okay, so say that um, again. Three cycles of doing it? Well, okay, so 21 to 30 days to grow a new neural network. Yep, three times. Times three to make it go into your subconscious where it becomes a part of your habit forever it's just automatic it's just automatic. without thinking so that's where we yeah. get the 66 or whatever days that others yeah. yeah okay correct right absolutely on. yep so we want to get it to a point where you know like Allie, you know, sometimes we don't remember if we put our deodorant in the morning or if we stopped at that oh. stop sign yep. you know and it's because it's become a part of our subconscious and that's that's the goal that's the goal yes yes so I get up at 4.30, the first thing I do is give thanks. I grab my devices, I go upstairs with my lemon water. Um, I have a whole routine that starts with on my knees in prayer, and I have a, a vision, I call it a vision paper. Yeah. And I lay hands on everything that means everything to me, mm-hmm. and I, I speak over it, I pray over it, I speak Ephesians 6 over my family, breaking it down. Mm -hmm. And then um, I get up and I do a meditation for about five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, just so nobody's spooked by that, I know the word meditation sometimes is misconstrued, but God talks about meditating on the word. Absolutely. Meditation doesn't have to be something where you, you know, sit a certain way or hold yourself in a certain way or repeat certain words. It's more about getting alone with God and getting centered. Yeah. And not allowing your crazy thoughts to take control, but rather being in control. Right. And it, it, forgive me for interrupting, but I want to just talk no, about no. that just for a moment because I do that every morning as well. I do a 15-minute meditation. I do include the, the deep breathing and, mm-hmm. um, you know, moving um, out of the parasympathetic into the sympathetic or, yes. you know, getting, getting allowing yes. my nervous system, my heart, I'm centered with God but I'm also present and mindful. But it is, um, again, once again, let's reclaim what God created. The world took it and perverted it. Let's not be afraid of it, but understand that is also part of the way that we're wired. So amen to your meditation and keep going. Yeah, no, I'm glad you shared that, Don. It's that's so important, uh, you know. And, and and the thing is, is you know, whether it's five minutes, fifteen minutes, or half an hour, you can make it uh, a time with God that is just going to so light your day on fire yeah. that it's going to be something you can't live without. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So it, you know, it's really you're again, you're in control. You can decide how it looks. You can decide, you know, what you're playing in the background or if you're not playing anything in the background on what you're speaking. 
But then after the five minutes of meditation, I start my exercise routine. And while I'm doing it, I'm playing something in the background to help feed my heart and mind the right things so that I can get my brain wired and mm-hmm. set up for the day in the right direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I get on my bike and on my exercise bike and I do some affirmations. I pray over my entire prayer list of people while I'm biking. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading. I read out of my, I love Jesus calling books and I have two of them and I'll read from those. I'll read from the Bible while I'm biking. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when I get all done, you know, I've done all this in probably the course of about anywhere from 25 to 35 minutes. I go to, downstairs with my devices and, um, and I take the, when I take a shower, I continue to listen to stuff that's going to help me stay centered. Yes. So um, in short term, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about for a routine. doesn't mean everybody's is going to look that way, but what I'm trying to say to you is that without it, I would not have the energy, um, the right thought processes, and the centered focus that I have every single day of my life. Um, so it's something that I've become addicted to. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I hear a lot of, um, if you will, multitasking or combining or stacking. So people can, they say they don't have time. Well, first of all, you, we've already addressed it. Create your time. It doesn't make it easy. Right. It makes it happen. And so, yes, yeah, you create the time, but then you're doing layers. You're exercising while you're, while you're feeding your spirit and you're, you're riding your bike while you're making your affirmations and and your morning routine is almost identical to mine and I do wake up with my vision boards right in front of me and my affirmations and the things that I'm believing God for and um, I know that in the message version of the Bible in Matthew 9 he says become what you believe and so when we we believe a thing and we focus on that we meditate on that we we become um, through Jesus Christ exactly what we believe so that's a powerful success tip for anybody who's serious about doing um, and and reaching goals and visions you've got to have the routine you got to have your morning routine um, do you only do the routine in the morning or do you have things that you do throughout the day what about um, what about if you get offended in the middle of your day how do you get back to where you started <laughs> I love that you asked that because it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. <laughs> right. Anybody that thinks that you can do all this stuff and then suddenly life is just nothing but unicorns, rainbows, and butterflies <laughs> and for a rude awakening. Right. Um, <laughs> not going to happen. So, but, but the thing is, is that the whole idea behind the routine and getting centered and getting, you know, right with God in the morning is, is to help you to be stronger in your state of mind. So when those issues happen, you bounce back a lot faster. However, you do have to have practices and intentionality in place, okay? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned cognitive restructuring. That is in my book also. There's actually a form you can fill out to teach you how mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. But once you get offended, first identify the offense or the situation. Mm-hmm. Then go ahead and identify the negative thoughts that you're having. Mm-hmm. And then pull yourself out of your skin and, and make a rational observation. Yeah. Now, this this can all be done in writing, okay, mm-hmm. first until you get the hang of it, and then it can become subconscious. Then you finalize with a positive response. So you decide, okay, so 
you know, I was offended. This is how I felt. This was my rational observation, but this is how I choose to respond. If you do this enough again and again, you will eventually just respond that way every time. And the more that you prime the pump with mm-hmm. that morning routine, yeah. the easier it gets to do this just spontaneously anytime it crops up. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole idea behind having a daily routine. It's, it, again, it's not what you do once a month, once a year, once a week. It's what you do every day that's going to give you that inner strength, that inner man. You know, the, the Bible talks about the inner man, right? Yes. And we have to feed that inner man if we want that inner man to have any strength at all. And unfortunately, 85, 80 to 85% of the population is living reactively. And therefore, their inner man is like a shriveled up, you know, mess hiding in the corner. And they wonder why they, they're overreacting to everything. Right. Um, and so, you know, we're filled with chemicals, too. And sometimes when things yes. happen, we've got chemicals surging through our body. What is, what is What does the chemical reaction have to do with all of this? And do we have control of that? Yes, we do. We absolutely do, to an extent. Now, I'm glad that you asked that, too, because this is a big piece of this. Now, you know, I, I work with hundreds of people. I have worked, I've had the privilege of that. And I, I've talked to people that come from counselors, uh, psychotherapists, not, and I'm not at all saying that they aren't helpful and that they don't do a great job. They do, in fact. But the one piece that I hear often is that, you know, you are to ignore your feelings, that your feelings are not important and that you just need to just stuff them. And I'm going to tell you right now that your feelings are produced by these chemicals. Mm -hmm. So when you are upset, anxious, hurt, offended, angry, your body is designed to release adrenaline and cortisol. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a fight or flight, and the purpose of it is for survival. Mm -hmm. Our creator did this intentionally. Mm -hmm. So a good example would be, say, that mom, she gets in a car wreck, you know, she, she crawls out of the wreckage, realizes her child is trapped without even thinking. She runs back over to the car, picks it up with one hand, pulls the child out mm-hmm. with the other. The EMS gets there and they say, how did you do that? Right. And she says, well, I don't know. I just know I had to get my child out. Well, that was the adrenaline giving her the superpower and yeah. the cortisol that paralyzed her frontal cortex, which is 40% of her brain. Mm-hmm. That's the executive center. And that allowed her to not reason herself out of lifting the car off of her child. The problem is most people stay in either chronic stress or high stress far too long because they're not exercising some of these practices that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. and especially the cognitive restructuring part of it. So we end up with symptoms like reduced attention, lower perception, you got to read something five or six times, things are going over your head, you have emotional distress, so you can't control your emotions, you're not sleeping at night because cortisol suppresses melatonin, uh, so that if you're in survival mode, you can survive in the case of, say, the lion growling in the bushes, it's not time to take a nap. Right. Um, so you have all of those things going on, but you also have things like serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, endorphins that you can intentionally release by exercising, by thinking right, by speaking right. How, you know, I I can't believe our time is already starting to escape us here just for a moment. How can I, 
people find your book. Um, all of these things that you're talking about today are hidden inside the pages of your book? Yes, ma'am. They are in there. So I, we're not quite done yet. I want to ask you a few more questions, but while sure. while I'm thinking about it, tell me where, how do they get that? Is it on Amazon? Do they get it from your website? Both, um, all of the above. Okay. Yes. The website, if you want to order it from the website, ipbconsulting.com, or you can go to michellesteffes.com, and uh, you'll find the book there on the home page. I will sign it for you and send it free shipping. Um, oh, if you would nice. prefer to order from Amazon, it's there in ebook format or in soft cover. Beautiful. And what's your um, website again? Can you say those initials again? Certainly. It's ipvconsulting.com. Well, that stands for Integrity, People, and Vision. Ah, very good. Um, I talk about vision just for a moment, uh, quoting another scripture in the book of Proverbs, without a vision, people perish. How important is it for us to have a vision? You've got routine, you're doing these things, but we got to know where we're going, right? Absolutely. You cannot hit a target that you cannot see. Mm -hmm. And so I love that quote, uh, the, the scripture, you know, without vision, people perish. And uh, just kind of an ugly statistic to go with that here is, is uh, a vast majority of people that retire end up dying within the first five to six years because they lost sight of who they really can become, mm -hmm. um, of their purpose and their intention mm -hmm. on the earth because they haven't created a vision. And so we all need to have that sense of purpose and destiny. And I always say, you know, when you create a vision statement, and I do have a vision mapping tool, like there's eight downloadable tools in my book. Um, oh, great. And you, you need to start it with I am. In other words, you need to see it as it is. You know, Abraham, when he was told that he was going to be the father of many nations, God took him out under the sky and showed him all the stars of the sky. Mm -hmm. And he said, you will be a father of this many children. Well, that was kind of a crazy statement, right? Right, since he had nine. Exactly. But, but see, now every time you look at that sky, he saw that vision. Yes. And so you've got to keep that vision in front of you. That's really good. Right. Wow. Um, and so that's why I have um, two kinds of vision boards because I have my list written down, but then I have a picture that shows, you know, the creative part of that because I know that um, vision is so powerful and the words are okay, but I've got to see it. Um, yes. So I've got the vision of the, the pictures that I've either printed or cut out of magazines put in front of me, too. And I look at those every day, more than one time a day, I look awesome. at those. And then I repeat those affirmations. You talk about doing your affirmations on your bike. Yep. Um, I repeat those affirmations as if it's already done because yes, I anticipate that it will be. And I know that it's there. I, I might not have it in my hand. I have it in my heart. I have it in my mind. My, my eyes of faith see it. But it's just a matter of time before it materializes. Yes, and I, I have a scripture, if I may share. Please. Scripture, do we still have time? Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay, so I love this scripture, and I'm, I apologize I don't have the, 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 the location of it, but you could do a concordance search. But it's this, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Yes. Now, if you look up the word effectual in the dictionary, it means mind or will. And if you mm -hmm. look up a fervent, it, fervent, it means passion or heart. Mm -hmm. Yes. So basically what that means is that you have to have your heart, your mind, your will, your passion all engaged mm -hmm. in order for your prayers to be heard and answered. But it's also true with affirmations. 
Yes, amen. That's James 5.16, I believe, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you. I, I will look that, that up to make sure, but I believe so. Yeah, so keep talking about that because it's not just the putting a, a Cadillac on the refrigerator. It's got yeah. to come from a place of believing mind, soul, spirit, like you said, coming yes. from that depth within us and then affirming that with the words of your mouth, right? Absolutely, and I like to compare it to the first commandment. What's the first commandment? Mm -hmm. In the beginning, oh, the first commandment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the Lord yeah. your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Okay, so what did we just talk about? Your heart, mind, and soul. Mm -hmm. We just talked about being effectual and fervent. Yeah. So it's the same philosophy. I mean, you, right. you can't just say, you know, I, you know, I am blessed, I am healthy, and just you know, mundane. <laughs> You've got to have your heart right. and your mind engaged. Right. Amen. Amen. Oh, I just love this. I could talk to you all day. I do. Our we are going to have her back on. We're going to have her back on again. So okay, wonderful. We're going to conversation. Okay, so the sisterhood says you're coming <laughs> back on. Sisterhood slash producer. We're so excited that you were with us, Michelle, and I'm sure that you have speaking engagements around the city and here and there. Is there anything coming up this month in the next few weeks where people could see you speak, or can they have you come in and ask their speaker? Well, I'm going to say I'd rather have them come in and be my or have me, have me be their speaker. I do a lot of that. Um, in okay. fact, I just come back from the city of Celine on the east side of the state to do the two-day retreat. And um, and most of my stuff is private. In fact, uh, next month I've got one with a, um, a large company in the area that has nine properties. So, unfortunately, I can't really invite people in, but I'm yeah. always more than willing to offer a free consult and discuss the options of speaking topics that I offer. Okay, beautiful. Thank you so much. It's been great to have you. And, again, the name of the book is The Journey to Greatness Through Routine. Through routine. Beautiful book. Beautiful book. Well, I, you know, I have, you. To say, I have parts of it through the notes, but I don't have the book. So I want an autographed copy. I'll get you a copy. Okay. I want an autographed. And um, awesome. yeah. I can't wait, can do that. can't wait to devour it. Once again, our guest today, Michelle Steffes, and you're going to want to visit her on Amazon to get this book, The Journey of Greatness Through the Power of Routine. <laughs> Your journey to great greatness is our retreat. or ipbconsulting.com. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Michelle. And thank thank Michelle. you. And you uh, to our joy. Thank you so much. Wanda, good to be with you thank again you. today. Thank What's you. the one thing that impacted you the most about our interview today? Um, well, it's like revelatory. Pretty much like what she was saying about how the the – your brain can't tell the difference between the bad and the good thoughts yeah, and the right. neural pathways that you're making. So you, even bad thoughts, you're creating neural pathways of bad yeah. thoughts. Right. That is something that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. I know for me, I was like, wait a minute. So that mm -hmm. needs to go. Sometimes, you know, the Bible even talks about the strong man. And I know that that means like in the demonic world, per, you know, talking about that. But even in our own brain, the strong man of these dendrites, these strong pathways, yeah, they, yeah. in order yeah. they, to, you know, render that power, you have to break that. You have right. to break that hole. Right. It so it's life-changing when you get, it's, again, the truth. Yep. When you get that, it really does, give, it sets you free. Yeah. I mean, it just does information, knowledge, 
set you free. Yeah, she's amazing. We could listen yeah. to her all day, couldn't Thank we? Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, so. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, this is Dawn Scott Damon. You can find me on DawnScottDamon.com. My most recent book, The Freedom Challenge, 60 Days to Untie the Cords That Bind You, and a great compliment to the, your journey to greatness. So get them both. And uh, we can't wait to hear what you have to say. Drop a line. If you've enjoyed this podcast today and you think it was helpful, please share it with someone else. Again, Dawn Scott Damon and the Sisterhood saying it's freedom time. So, Pastor Dawn, when I say the name Bathsheba, what comes to your mind? Like, what's the first thing? Victim or vixen? Um, You know, victim. Yeah, yeah, good. I do. I mean, we never really think about, like, because we don't know the details. We don't know if this poor woman just went to take a bath, which is, was a required ritual exactly. before, you know, going to meet the king. Yes. Um, she had to do that. So we don't even know if she meant to entice him or she was just taking a bath. And who's him? King David. King David. When he was supposed to be at war. And, and very good. And, and so sort of, she was a victim of really his desires, right? His intentions. Yeah. Really. I, I she had she, no choice in the matter. I don't think she did at all. So the thing is, our next guest next week on um, Freedom Girls Podcast is a woman named Natalie Chambers Snap, S-N-A-P-P. She wrote a great book called The Bathsheba Battle, Finding mm-hmm. Hope When Life Takes an Unexpected Turn. Now, that oh, was wow. That sounds great. Well, it sure was Bathsheba because, um, and for those who are listening that may not know her, she's a character in the Bible, a real woman, who was summoned by the king, and he had an uh, affair with her. Yeah, and then she became pregnant. And she became pregnant, and then to hide their sin, his sin, yeah. not hers. That's right. He had her husband killed. Right. So, wow. you know, how did it feel to be Bathsheba? I can't even imagine. To be broken like that circumstances beyond your control, mm-hmm. really not guilty of anything. No. But took the definite brunt of the story, certainly, of being yeah. the bad guy. Um, so Natalie's going to talk to us about the journey to wholeness and mm-hmm. healing after having your life turned upside down by circumstances mm-hmm. that are not in your control. Mm-hmm. So next week, the 27th of okay. yeah, that's what we're talking about. Wow. Can't I wait. Can't, wait. can't wait. All right, everybody, be a part of that. It's going to be... Wow, a very intriguing and yep. powerful interview. Bathsheba Battle. The Bathsheba Battle by Natalie Chambers Snap. Yep. All right. All right. Don't miss it. Then. Freedom time. <laughs>